And now in breaking news, the Oklahoma Supreme Court has thrown out a law requiring doctors at abortion clinics to have hospital admitting privileges. And in Virginia, a law requiring photo identification for all voters in all elections was upheld today by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit. Now turning to the Sixth Circuit, police find evidence of marijuana use in the trash outside a home. They get a warrant based on that and search the home where they find large quantities of cash, marijuana, cocaine, and firearms. The defendant pleads guilty, but the Sixth Circuit, by a vote of two to one, reverses, ruling that finding evidence of marijuana use in the trash placed outside a home without more does not justify a search of the home for drugs. Our guests are former state and federal prosecutor Jeffrey Kramer, a managing director at Berkeley Research Group, and Shima Balkman, professor at the University of Utah College of Law. Jeff, inside the trash outside the home, the police found several marijuana roaches with marijuana residue, several plastic vacuum-packed heat-sealed bags consistent to those used to package marijuana for resale containing residue, and discarded mail sent to the house. Why does the court seem to bend over backwards for 18 pages explaining why that's not enough to create a fair probability that drugs would be found in the home? Uh, yeah, it does seem odd. I mean, there obviously is a, is, is a logic to it, um, but there certainly seems to be enough indicia or, you know, elements that you could piece together, you know, A, B, C, D, that would lead a logical person to believe that there remains drugs in the house. But it does seem like the court's decision, and they do go through great lengths uh, to come up with reasons why there might not be drugs in the house, and that's perfectly uh, clear. It's probable cause. It's not 100 percent certainty. So, you know, it seems like the court was coming to reasons the trash could have been there for not taken out for weeks or months or whatever it is, which is absolutely true. So their points are well taken, but I think it it goes against what is common sense and, again, probable cause. It was probably true that there were drugs in the house. Shima, there's a case called uh, United States versus McPherson that the Sixth Circuit talks about. That's uh, well, I'll, I'll let you explain the case. You tell, tell tell us about that case, what role it played in this analysis, and whether uh, whether that should have made a difference. Sure. I mean, the real issue here is, uh, you know, the courts have really been hesitant to allow for probable cause to be found on one trash pull. I mean, cops kind of refer to this as a trash pull where they, you know, dress up like garbage people, they go collect the trash, and then they decide whether, you know, there's marijuana in it through inspections of the lab. And um, I, I actually think that the Sixth Circuit's opinion, although seeming to, to be controversial, is really in line with a lot of other courts that have found that uh, one trash pull isn't enough to establish probable cause. I mean, certainly reasonable suspicion, but without other evidence of drugs being found at the house, other reports of neighbors, other types of things, probable cause is a high standard. And I, mean, I think besides what's mentioned in the court's opinion, I think it's interesting because given the, the current climate with marijuana, with the uh, you know increasing use, in a lot of states and increasing kind of leniency amongst a lot of courts, it's not surprising to me that this court would find that that probable cause isn't established to search the whole house. Um, It could have been a neighbor that dropped it. It, You know, there's lots of other explanations. But Jeff, this was a case of sale 
that they were looking at, not a case of, of use, which might make a difference. They rejected an Eighth Circuit case where probable cause was established solely on the basis of a trash pull because it contained no analysis, they said, beyond a citation. But tell me about the dissent. Well, I mean, the dissent makes, you know, what I could argue is, is, is a reasonable one. And the fact that the, the officers found enough, again, indicia, enough specific instances that there were still drugs in the house. And, as you indicated, that there was uh, sales going on. It had the little baggies with a, a stamp on it that the officers knew from their training and experience was marijuana, um, et cetera. Um, so I think the dissent is looking at it with an eye towards it. Again, it's probable cause while, you know, higher standard than than some other things. It's certainly not beyond a reasonable doubt or other items we see in, in court, and it's not 100% certainty. Um, but I think the point that was just made is, is well taken. I think if you change it from marijuana to heroin and make it uh, needles and some other things indicating heroin's going on in there or cocaine or whatever it might be, maybe that becomes a different opinion. You know, they did rely on the McPherson decision um, where an individual came out with a crack pipe in his pocket and said that was too attenuated. So it is consistent within the six circuit. Um, and I, I think the takeaway from law enforcement is, you know, it's a lesson learned, um, is the rule in the Sixth Circuit now. So if you have that, those elements in a trash pull, maybe you have to send in a confidential informant or an undercover or something uh, to ascertain the sale. But I think one point is worth noting is what they recovered. So it wasn't just marijuana, you know, joints and scales and whatnot and, and something to separate the seeds. There was, you know, guns, drugs, and money. Um, and whether it's marijuana, cocaine or heroin, gugs, drugs, and money usually go together. We've got to leave it there. Thank you, Jeff Kramer, Managing Director at Berkeley Research Group, and Shima Boffin, Professor at the University of Utah College of Law. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. Thanks to our technical director, um, John Tricomi, and our producer, David Sucherman. Coming up, Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson starts right now on Bloomberg Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Bloomberg.